I say uh, closet, closet, or wait, no, is it, well, how do you say it right? Well, I'm in Texas, so I say closet. Okay, so I say, I say pillow instead of pillow. No. This is the best start to any podcast. Is, I have a question for you. You know that thing you look in, look into to see if your lipstick's on right? What do you call that? A mirror. Mirror? It's mirror. 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 It's, well, if you're in Texas, that's what it is. No, when I, when I hear Shalene say mirror, it's, it's like mirror. And I'm like, what? Like a meerkat? It's a mirror. Shalene does that. She is from Michigan. So we say she it. She's from Michigan. We say it right. <laughs> Okay, guys. So welcome to another episode of the Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I'm your host, Mindy Wender Querio. And today we are interviewing the sweetest, kindest, most godly woman. And she's hilarious. And it's Mindy Lawhorn. Welcome, Mindy. Good morning. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Good morning. So Mindy and I have known each other for, I think, 15, 16 years we both are in the same network marketing company, but then, you know, we just right off the, right out of the gates, I felt like her and I clicked with each other and, and she might not know this, you might not know this, Mindy, but I've always looked up to you as a mentor in like, you're such a godly woman. So like, I would always come to you with questions about my faith and just things you shared. I just always looked up to you with how you ran your business, even though other people may have not been doing it this way and how you ran your family and how just your life in general, you are the real deal and you lead with your heart and you lead with God. And I always love that about you. So welcome to the podcast and thank you for coming on today. I'm going to have you just take it over and I want you to just share a little bit about yourself and some of your backstory. Sure. I, I would be happy to. First of all, thank you for having me. And I just adore you. I adore you. I, I look for, there's few people that I look for their stories. You're one of the ones I look for their stories because they always are uplifting and they're funny and they're cute. And I just love that, that your daughter's going to get to do horseback riding. How amazing is that? I didn't that. Well, and you know, we're surrounded. I live out in the country, by the way, everyone. I live in Texas and uh, we're surrounded by a horse training farm and a ranch. And some people me like, that sounds like the worst place in the world to live. I love it. No one will ever accidentally find us, but like we are surrounded by horses and, 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 you know, longhorns and cows and absolutely love it. And so we see a lot of people, younger kids uh, doing the horse training stuff and the horse riding. It's so beautiful and so cool. I love it so much. But my name again is Mindy. We have the best name. Don't you think? Yeah. I, uh, gosh, I I wish I knew the best place to start. I've been praying about this. So I should probably start with, first of all, I want you to know when she says godly, you guys, I cuss and I have a drink here and there. And I am not, uh, like I have said things in front of my kids that I'm like, yeah, sorry. And so, but what I hope that that would mean to you is not how you act, but how I believe and how my heart is. Cause God is concerned with the heart. That's the main thing is the heart of it all. And I want what he wants, um, even though it's painful many times. And I want most of all for his glory to, to shine and be whatever we share and whatever happens to somehow have purpose in it so that it can be not only for God's glory, but for the good of others. Um, I grew up chubby. That's kind of how I got into fitness. I'm the last of five kids and I had a different dad than my sisters and my brother, but they were like little and cute. And, and I came out like, Ugh. I was just huge. And I'm by the way, I'm not big, but they're like five feet tall. So compared to them, I'm like an Amazon, but my dad was a bigger guy and I was kind of chubby. So about like 
into my sophomore, junior year, I started walking. I asked to go to Weight Watchers and I ended up losing almost, I mean, like 30 something pounds. And my mom was like so afraid that I was going to like get into it in a negative way. Right. But uh, I ended up loving it. And I'm like, I have a thing for this because, you know, fitness is more about will and determination and planning, not talent or if you're a me mega athlete or whatever. And that sort of began my avenue in fitness and, and that transferred into college. And then what I do now, kind of with what Mindy does, we love the overall fit lifestyle and, you know, fitness and the discipline that comes from that and the nutrition and just learning more about what it is we intake and our drinks and our food and all the things we've just found out. It helps us lead a better life and we feel better. When we feel better, we do better. So that's kind of how that began. But I think the meat of my story is probably when I went and met a man at a funeral about 14 years ago. I was at a terrible time in my life. I was a single mom. My husband at that point decided he wanted to do things you don't do in marriage. And so I'm like, well, I'll be poor and single and free. And so I was those things. And I had gone to a funeral in my hometown. I met a beautiful, wonderful, fit, yummy looking man at a funeral of all places, which is why I believed that could be something because I feel like that's how God works. And like those weird things, not always in these, oh, this is a perfect place to meet someone or this, whatever. I was, I felt terrible about myself, felt like a loser, <laughs> you know, in my hometown. Oh, great. You know, you go back to your hometown, you're kind of like, you want to have accomplished things. And I was just, I felt like a divorce, you know, loser on my forehead. And then I meet this wonderful God fearing man. And quickly we got married. What I found out very quickly also is that he had cancer. Um, and it was funny during that conversation, I remember sitting across the table from him. He's like, I think something's happening and you need to know I have cancer. And I remember he said that and I was like, it like it just didn't even bother me because I thought I just got out of a painful, horrible marriage for a man that I think was sort of sick in his head, you know, and, and in his heart. And then here's this beautiful man that I already have feelings for. Mm, it's cancer. We can figure it out, right? So we fought it uh, for, you know, about, I don't know, 13 years. And um, is that right? Oh, well, numbers don't matter, but we, we were together about 13 years. And if you knew him and Mindy, you can vouch to this. You wouldn't think a thing was wrong with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, not a thing. He's fit and fitness was a huge part of his life, largely because of cancer. And, and one of the reasons he did so well for so long is the doctor, every doctor would say, you have no preexisting conditions. You are not, you know, overweight. You do not have high blood pressure. You do not have high, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes. You know, a lot of the things that makes cancer treatment more complicated. And so we had a beautiful, wonderful life. We ended up having a son together. And uh, in 2019, so more than four years ago, it was his time and God took him. And it was so painful. I unfortunately lost my sister, which was my best friend, um, three years prior. It was a whole kind of another situation. It wasn't sickness. It was a single car crash. And so I had kind of recovered from that, but I had him, you know, and of course I had my boys. And then he, he, when he got sick towards the end, I mean, it went fast and he was in a coma. And then uh, five days later, God took him. And I mean, he fought so hard. And even in his passing, he was, so, God let him go out so dignified. You know what I mean? Like even in ICU with all the things, I mean, I had so many women that came up there. They're like, he's still handsome. I'm like, I mean, like, I don't know how to respond to my passing husband. You know what? I mean, by the way, we can laugh about these things, but I just was like, well, he is handsome, but he, uh, was just such a wonderful man. And he really, I believe was the perfect fit for me. And he would say all the time, you are the best wife. 
And I don't know mm-hmm. that there is a better compliment. You know what I mean? And when someone passes, you know, it's almost like they get sainthood and everyone tells you, you know, how amazing they are. And, and he was, I mean, don't get me wrong. We would want to throw a punch each other every once in a while. Who doesn't um, in a marriage, but in all, in general, he filled everything as far as a husband for what I needed. And I love that man to death. And, and we've had to live our past four years. We're now in year five without him. And you, you guys, it's been rough. It's been rough. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it's five years, Mindy, when you just we're said in that. The, we're in the fifth year. Oh, it doesn't seem like that long at all. And I, I remember this all happening. Um, can I just ask you a question leading up to it? Cause I, I remember this in real time when it was happening, but wasn't that, wasn't it kind of like he was doing great though prior yeah. to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He has to so, me because. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say like logistically what was going on is he had gotten done really, really well. And then he had multiple, he had chronic lymphocytic leukemia. If anyone listening knows what that is, but he had multiple mutations. You always have a mutation or two. So it was, you know, it's it's lymphoma. So it was leukemia turned to lymphoma. Then it actually turned to a thing called Richter's, which Richter's is very, very bad. And that's kind of what happened right at the end. But we were going to do a bone marrow transplant just to try it. So we had, I mean, just crushed him with chemo. And then there's always a chance that your immune system can be so low that something, you know, like even that we carry in our own bodies uh, could, could take us over. And that's actually what happened with him. But no, he was great. And then that happened. And it was like within a very short amount of time. Right. Um, and I can vouch for everything that you're every time I would be at an event or be around you guys, he just had this energy in this, uh, the way he carried himself, just like you. I don't know. You just felt really, I always felt very safe yeah. when I, when he was around, you know, and he was just go out of his way to come over and talk with us. And just, he was just such a great human. So even from somebody who obviously wasn't around you guys a, a whole lot, maybe like a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always felt so connected and close with him as well. Yeah. Just a really, really good man. I was going to ask you about this. How has, your faith, obviously we know that's how you get through it. But and I feel like there's a time after a traumatic event happens and I don't know, everyone responds differently. Was there a period of time where you were just, you couldn't get out of bed type of feeling where you were really down and out or were you just turning to God in your faith? How did the faith just take over? Did God take over and help you through that? Or was there a time where you just couldn't feel like you couldn't go on? Well, I, I think this is a very fair question. And the reason I'm going to say that is because yes and no. So physically, grief is very physical. Something I didn't really realize until Lee passed. It is very physical. It messes with your hormones. It messes with, sometimes you never, you don't eat at all. Sometimes you eat too much. Sometimes you don't drink at all. Sometimes that's all you think about is having a drink, you know, and it's all these things. And so there were many days that, that which by the way, let me do time frame. End of 2019, he passed. Right when we started to kind of engage back in life, COVID. So, but by the way, that had its positives because we didn't have to do anything. We were like in our house like this anyway. And, you know, my boys and I, I mean, we kind of, we would be together and then we'd all go to our, you know, respective areas of the house and just like do whatever we did. And so there's good to that. But also you got to realize like, that was like, what in the world. So having the opportunity, and plus we work from home, having the opportunity to stay in my pajamas all day was there. I took up on that a few times, not many, because I didn't like how that felt. 
but I did learn that I had to be in, in the grief, like, and just think about him and just feel those feelings and pray about them and be in it. Because everything I was reading kind of was telling me, if you don't, it's going to come back up later. And I don't want that to be for my boys. I want them to have wonderful, beautiful lives and let this be just a part of their God story. And I want the same for myself. And I don't want to like 10 years down the road, maybe be in a place I love. And then it all comes back up, you know, and it Mm -hmm. maybe hurts uh, the, the work I'm doing, or maybe the person I'm seeing, which by the way, I've seen no one since then. And that's a whole nother God thing right there, I guess. But uh, that's the only thing I'm like, really, God, really? Like we're in year five, anyone, anyone, but that that's neither here nor there, a whole nother thing. But it's like, what do you do with all those thoughts and feelings? Cause you kind of run the gamut. I will say this was the foundation. I know fully like more than you and I are sitting here right now is that this world is not our home. And I've known that in my heart ever since I've been little. And I've always known that the body, like this human body, and this is a lot for some people to think, it's very easy for me because I've always thought of this. This is temporary, but our spirit is forever. And so with our boys, my sister was actually a great catalyst for this when she passed. But with my boys, we've always told them, so, you know, this is just right now. And there will be always something later. So when people's bodies die, they don't die. We just go somewhere else. It's like a fact. And in my my opinion, it's a hundred percent fact. Well, it's not my opinion. It's what the Bible tells us. But um, speaking in those terms, and by the way, no one wants to talk about death, but it's the most inevitable thing for all of us. When you speak about it and then it happens, it's such a different situation when you have hope. And you know where that's eventually going to go, even though you like, you don't, we can't really fathom it, but we can get our heads wrapped around someday. This will stop working, whether that's sickness or a tragedy or something like that, but we go somewhere else. And all of that has just solidified my faith, solidified my boy's faith. I've heard them talk to their friends about it. I'm like, praise God. How cool is that? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Gosh, I love them. And I mean, sometimes they're a little, little too saucy with them. Like, Hey, Truth and love. Truth and love. It's got to be both of those things, not just one or the other. But um, I allowed myself to do the grief. My friend Mia Finnegan, I'm not sure if you know her. She's a good friend of Shalene. Shalene connected us. She's the first ever Miss Olympia. Oh. She is 54 and can still do a round off back handspring back tuck. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. That's who I want to be. She's amazing. But her son uh, died on Halloween at actually the horrible Halloween party, which is a whole nother story, but she's in fitness and she's a Christian and she has lost. So her and I connected and she told me something that was very important. She said, you have to do the work of grief. And I'm like, what does that even mean? She goes, I have this box and I have pictures of my son and his name is Noah. And he was living in California. He was, he was like a surfer guy and he wrote songs and he just fit beautiful, long haired, like kind of surfer looking dude. And um, he was actually, um, kind of coming to the rescue of some people at this party, which is a whole other thing. But she opens that box and she'll ride on her bike, which of course that's what some of us weird fitness people do. And she will look through the pictures and she will pray and she will cry if she wants, and she'll scream if she wants. And so I started doing that and I cannot even tell you how much that helps. I still miss him obviously, but it helps with the pain and the everyday things that trip us up. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like my knee jerk reaction would be to, okay, I don't want to feel this way. This is uncomfortable. This makes me sad. 
this, you know, you kind of don't want to. It's almost like I, I said this on my interview with Jen Delvaux, who's our friend. We're all friends. Yeah. But um, we were talking about something similar. And I was like, I'm almost like that borderline toxic positivity where you don't want to go there. But like you're saying, and for those listeners that may be going through this, or maybe you will go through something, this is really a great tip because I know for me, I probably do the opposite of what you're saying. Well, I mean, it's, it's, so it's human nature to avoid any discomfort, whether that's being chased by a, a man with a knife high, or it's not, you know, doing something even like working out, you know what I mean? It's, it's a little uncomfortable, but once we get to the point, well, I, I will say that what we do for a living has helped my mentality, you know, extremely when it comes to this kind of thing too. Yes, I know who Jesus is and yes, he's my hope and my salvation, my redemption, right? But when you feel those things, you're like, Ooh. but what I've learned through it all is if you get through the hard stuff, you're going to have so much more on the other end. I think about what Brett, you know, Johnson has taught me about money. You know, you save and you invest and you do that, that kind of stuff. And then at the end, oh, so I do what's painful now to have something better later. And so I think that's across the board in every category, but no, no, it's our human nature to not, but it's like, how much can I feel that? How many times can I do that? And then what do I cope with? You know, the things that don't let us down, we cope with food, we cope with shopping, we cope with, um, you know, alcohol, we cope with whatever it is. And that's not healthy. It almost makes us go backwards. So it's hard, but it's worth it. Right. So it's just like facing it, facing it, facing fear or pain in the face and just dealing with it. And what a great analogy. That makes so much sense to me, like the saving money. So you have this at the end, like that makes so much sense and it's going to be hard, but it's just something that you, and uncomfortable, but you just. so not fun and so not fun. No. But don't you want to have them later? I do. Yeah. And I'm sure another motivator for you is obviously your children. For sure. You know, you want to be strong for your children. Absolutely. Well, and I'm going to speak to that because we said this earlier, but if I don't know how differently things would have happened if I had, you know, if I wasn't their mom, like if I have kids, because your your responsibility is to them now. Right. And, 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 and though they saw me ball my head off and I would try to be quiet sometimes, but sometimes it's just so painful. It was loud and Garrett would rush in and mom, 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 and I would would, would always hold hold his hands. I'm trying to cry here, but I always hold his hands and say, look, I'm going to be okay. And we're going to be okay, but I have to cry. Like I have to get it out or it's going to destroy me. And he would be like, okay, I just hate hearing you. And I'm like, so I'd like try to hide my closet or, you know, I'd go for a walk and cry, but you got to do it. Like you got to, got to do it. But they, um, because of them, you know what I mean? It's almost like in spite of them, but I, you have to do it in spite of how you feel or, or for them. But like what I was saying to you earlier is how we respond to situations is what our children will believe. And what I was saying to you in a joking way is um, my mom would always scream with bugs. I mean, like, like not like a fly, but anything else. Oh gosh. I'm like, mom, I have boys. We don't scream. Even if it scares you, you just, hmm. Oh, it's just a spider, oh, whatever, you know, and I would want to scream and, uh, but I don't want them to be scared of bugs. God meant it's bigger than the bugs. I would always say that God meant it's bigger than the bugs. Right. And so it's like how we respond is what they'll believe. If I respond lacking in faith, if I respond that I I'm lost and I don't know what I'm doing, what does that say about all the things I've preached to them for the years and the words in this very book about our hope. Right. And so it almost made me level up. Huh? 
a little bit, I guess, for a better term. I did not feel like that many days, but I'm like, what is the big picture? What do I truly believe? Okay, I'm leaning into that and I'm going to stand on it. If I don't feel like it, I'm going to stand on it. And I mean, my boys, I mean, they've had their trouble, but they're pretty remarkable for 21 and, and 15. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. And that's the the leadership in the home, like you're saying, the way that you're handling it. Um, we spoke before the we started recording about this is just um, as I've, I recorded an episode a couple weeks ago about my house fire. But mm-hmm. Mindy was saying just like how great that is, because I was just gushing about my kids like they are such great kids. This is their reaction after that house fire. And they were praying to God. They had hearts of gratitude. And that's because your kids will see how you're reacting. Sure. I didn't scream that there was a bug. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, what, <laughs> that, that's yeah. what Mindy is doing. And I love that, Mindy, that you're doing that for your children. There's just, oh, I mean, I can't imagine that would be so difficult. And especially you have to see them in pain. Oh, for sure. But you do it because you got to do what you got to do. Well, you have to. And what's the big picture? I don't. So, okay. We can never put our hope in anything we can lose. We should never put all of our hope in anything we can lose. Well, we can lose our job. We can lose our family. Obviously, I'm sitting here talking to you about three people. My mom, by the way, passed away in in February last year. And it's like, I cannot, we cannot put our hope in people because first of all, people let us down. We're all human. But what can we put our hope in? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I would always say. Cannot put our hope in your talent or your skill or whatever. It's got to be in something that we can never lose. We can never lose our salvation. And uh, he will never leave us or forsake us. And so I could always like say that he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's got to be your best friend. You have to go to him. Like, and I don't want their faith to be my faith. I want their faith to have their own faith. And as much as you would think, God, this would wreck them. And it actually, I feel like has just solidified what they believe in all the more. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's really, really inspiring. Another question I was going to ask you is that you're just, I feel like some people listening might be like, well, she's so strong in her faith. You know what I mean? So maybe it was a little bit easier for you to turn to God, but like, what if somebody's like a newer Christian, right? And, or somebody maybe like, I'm missing something in my life, whatever. What if there's like, what advice or tips or coping mechanisms or practices, like think back to now we're talking like five years ago. What are some things that you did that would be that you would tell somebody else? Like if you met somebody on the street and they sure. shared this with you and they were a newer Christian. If, if you have if you already know what you believe and you are a newer Christian, my loving encouragement to you would be to find a Bible study and get, open up your Bible. And, and, and instead of saying, God, show me what it is what I, that I need, I would lovingly encourage you to say, God, show me you. Show me your character. Show me who you are, because that in turn gives us what we need. And it's almost like it's a more mature way to study. Because for years, I would always, I would go to like, you know, Marketing Impact Academy and that stuff. I'm like, okay, God, I love you. Show me what it is you need me to hear. You know what I mean? And then now I'm like, oh, I want to see him. And what's interesting when we change that like, kind of focus a little bit, it takes our focus off of us, which by the way, we need to do. Cause we like focusing on ourselves way too much, but it allowed me to get out. It allows me to get out of my earthly worldly feelings, human feelings a little bit, which we're allowed to have, but they need to have like some boundaries. If they run rampant, it takes us into all this anxiety. If they run rapid, we start thinking of these crazy things. We can't sleep at night, you know, and we lose it. And that's not where God wants us. 
he wants us in the healthiest place for us emotionally, mentally, physically, and for being parents and even business owners and wives is to be in a position where we have boundaries within what we know to be true and what we don't. And if you don't know what you know to be true, search for it. Even go to disprove it. There are stories and stories and stories of people that did not believe that, you know, God was true, did not believe Jesus was the son of God. And they went to disprove it. And all they did was prove it all the more because he will come and he will meet you where you are if you're seeking him. So that's my loving encouragement. You don't have to know anything about the Bible. Just get a guide. There's plenty of beautiful, wonderful Bible studies out there. Um, and that would probably be my biggest encouragement. Go with an open heart and just say, God, I'm here. I want to learn more about you. I need help. You know, I'm scared or I'm sad. Or what about this? I ask that you just show me and uh, he will. That's great advice. And, you know, I feel like that just helped me even because I'm always reading my Bible every single day and I'm praying, but I never really do a Bible study. You know what I mean? I've done a couple. I've done a couple. And actually, the ones that I've looked into are the ones that you share because you always are sharing such great resources with everybody. So make sure that you follow Mindy. She is always sharing great resources and we're going to get into that. But um, that's such a good advice just for, you don't even have to be going through a horrible situation, anything in life. Yes. Anytime. So that's great advice. Um, When you were going through this um, right at the beginning, what did you seek out therapists or communities? Okay. So what, what are some resources that you went and looked for? Totally. So here's what's interesting. I have this thing called the Bible Babes. It's just an online women's ministry. And let me just tell you why I, I did this like right before Lee passed. I, we had no idea it was going to pass. I, I launched it in October. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I launched it in October 2019. He passed in December. So I kept saying to myself, okay, let me tell you why I did this real fast. I'm, I'm looking for non-drama, non-judgment women that want a deeper relationship with God, but can't seem to find that women's community they can confide in or that maybe has rules. Right. And I've been part of so many women's Bible studies at church and places. And it's not that any of them are wrong. I'm just like, Oh, let's just get to the word. You know, let's just, what's the real deal. Let's get to the real stuff. Right. And it always seems to be, well, I think this, or I think that, and there's nothing wrong with having our own thoughts, but like, what does God say? Right. And plus I didn't want any drama and I didn't want there to be anyone looking down on someone else. Um, Christians, and I say this with all love in my, in my heart, is we're not supposed to follow Christians, we're supposed to follow Jesus. But um, I've been hurt by more Christians than, than anyone, anyone. Said terrible things about like, why would you be in fitness? You shouldn't be wearing that. You look like a hoochie, all stuff. And I'm like, well, what? Do you know my heart? Um, but that has nothing to do with God's word. That has to do with like them. So I'm like, I gotta, I need to, I created it for myself. I'll put it that way. So I had like 350 people sign up that first week. And I was like, oh, Jesus, you're so good. But it also said to me, people want this, right? So just imagine time frame. That's why I did it. That's why I love it, right? We're still going to this day. But when he passed, I kept praying like, God, I got to cancel this. I got to stop. How do I get out? How do I bow out after I sold this big bill of goods? You know, I can't do this with Lee being gone. I'm dying here. And every time I thought I can't because of, when I would pray about it, God would always go, no, no. You have to continue because of them. And I just was like, wow. how when I have nothing to give? And he kept reminding me, it's not about you. It's not about you, Mindy. It's about me. And I'm like, okay, fine. So um, that is a great resource. And one of the resources I found 
those women lifted me up and prayed for me. Like I'm supposed to be giving them something, right? So much to me. So, so much to me. As far as counseling, remember it was COVID. And so I did a little bit online and I, I, it just didn't work as well for me. And I know some people love that. I even had a counselor that would allow me to send them a voice memo. Couldn't be longer than 20 minutes. By the way, love voice memos. Ask Jen, ask Chalene, ask me. I love like, blah, 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 blah. And um, I would, so her and I would go back and forth and then like, eh. So I ended up going myself as a place really close to where I live. And then my boys went, oh my gosh. How, what a beautiful thing. And you know, I learned, I had a lot of horrible things um, that I was holding on to because of my sister's death. And so what I tell people is that, okay, this, you think this is the thing, go and dive deep into something maybe that's back here, that's making this compound all the more. And I had to go through my sister's death. I had to go through the circumstances of it. And I did a thing called art, A-R-T therapy. It's like UNDR, but it's a, a little bit of a faster track, which was perfect for me. That's what I needed. It was fabulous. So I highly recommend a Christian counselor and someone you dig. It has to be someone that connects. So um, as Shalene would say, you date them, you date them. And if it doesn't work, you find another one. Simple as that. Don't give up on counseling. Just find someone you mesh with. And then um, I searched out a bunch of books because, you know, we read or we listen just anything about people that were widows that I connected with. And you know what my favorite book ended up being? It's called Plan B. It's by Sheryl Sandberg. Do you know who she is? No, I she's, don't, but I've heard this book. She's Facebook. She is Mark Zuckerberg's second. And not that I like him or anything like that, but the whole point is her husband died when they were on a trip and she had to go back home without her husband, didn't explain anything to her kids. It was horrific. But she was a mother and a wife who owned a business and was just a kind of kick butt kind of person. And I'm like, if that woman can deal with all that and start to live again and still do stuff, that was one of my favorite books. One of my favorite books. Yeah. And you know what? I think that is such a great tip is, and you provide so much of this. And I think that's how you turn your pain into purpose. But I remember anything that I've gone through in my life, I always try to find somebody who has done it and got through it because I'm all about hope. And that's why I wanted you to come on because that's exactly what you're about. And yeah. I had no idea. To me, I thought you created Bible Babes after as like a resource to, you know, you know, like something that you needed. Mm -hmm. You saw that the industry was lacking this and you're like, hey, I'm going to create this. Right. No, no. I, before, because I remember having a long call with my mentor and I'm like, dude, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And I can't find this. And then she was like, why don't you make it? And I'm like, and then it's my rules and my way, which by the way, my only rules are is Jesus and no drama, you know, no judgment, but we have all kinds of people, but yeah. And like I said, I kept wanting to quit and God's like, nope. So we're at, well, we're, we've begun our beginning of our fifth year. That's amazing. I feel like that's a, such a God thing that he's like, okay, you're going to, while you're on your game right now, before things go south, like for let's sure. create this. So then you have it for yourself. This, yeah. these women's are going to give to you as much as you're going to bless their lives. Wow. That gave me goosebumps when you said that. I was like, God is amazing. Totally. Well, he knew. He knew. He knew. Totally knew. Yeah. So anyways, I just thought that was really cool. And I didn't know that. How about like, okay, so you have hope and struggle. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I want to know when that started. 
so yeah, that started years ago at, out of an MIA, my, my assistant Domini, which was my niece or she is my niece, but she's not my assistant anymore. Uh, and she was like, okay, we gotta do something. And I'm like, but what do I know? You know what I mean? People don't hear more, more about fitness and you know, I, I like to fit this burger in my mouth sometimes. So they don't want to follow me. And, and uh, she was like, Mindy, you've been through so much and you always somehow turn it to where it's like funny and has this silver lining and there's Jesus in it. And I'm like, well, I don't turn it. He does in my mind, you know? And she's like, it's perspective. And I'm like, oh, that's true. Cause you know, it's not what happens to us is how, what we think about what happens to us, you know, just like your kids. They weren't like, oh, I lost my DS. And I'll, oh, do, do people even have DSs anymore? I lost my, my <laughs> what is it called? What is it? Switch? I lost my Switch and my new Dunks. And oh, you know, they didn't even say that. They're like, oh, we got out with our lives. That's perspective, you know? And so Hope and Struggle started, oh my gosh, probably 10 years ago. And it just started with like a website and some Bible studies I loved. And then I created a couple and I would even do like a 10, a seven days on how to pray. Because you know, I think, well, do I... Do I go pray with someone? Does it have to be a pastor or a priest? I'm like, no. And, uh, you know, a lot of, we just don't know. And so why not some simple scriptures and here's a way to do it. And then it went into other things and then it went into a podcast. And as we were talking about before, I want it to be this wonderfully, you know, high tech podcast. But when God tells me to do something, especially after losing Lee, and of course my mom this last year, like, I'm just, I'm not there yet. I'm not back to that energy and that oomph. And I don't know that I ever will be. So I do it at that moment or, you know, as soon as I can, sometimes it's on my phone in the car. Sometimes it's like legit with a mic, you know, and sometimes like there's hair and makeup. Sometimes it's on my head. I mean, and like nothing. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of what it is, is transpired from something, you know, just very much like, okay, you don't know how to journal. Here's a way you could prayer journal, which just journaling is just writing our prayers, which by the way, if you are a little bit more, in your mind, which a lot of us are, um, it helps you focus and it helps you write down the prayers and you can go back and look at them and see what God's answered and what he's chosen not to, you know, it's a cool resource. And then it was about those things and about like least cancer and hope. And then what it's been most, uh, I would say recently, it's just about my walk and my struggle as a widow. And I'm on. Okay. That's awesome though, because I just feel like we were saying looking for a resource of reading a book or whatever, the people need that. And you, I know, cause I've listened to your, your podcast before you also give really good. It's from the heart. Like she was just saying, if she has like a God moment or like an idea or like something she wants to share, she'll just get on, get on her phone and record it in the moment. And I freaking love that real raw, authentic. And it's actually more potent of a message in my opinion. Uh-huh. And I think that's great. But I, I know because I've listened, you also give tips to Christians and like talk about scripture and stuff like that. And just, and you're so funny. Obviously, they can tell. Thank like you. You're, I think yeah, I'm funny. funny. I just don't think I'm near as funny as I think I am. But, well, but I mean, yeah. And I think that when people are looking up Christians, they think of like this buttoned up. Seriously. Um, like, got, like someone on like a rocker with like a shoulder shawl. <laughs> oh, honey, we don't do this. We don't do that. It's not about the rules of it all. Yeah. And I, and I, I want it to be that you can be who you are as a Christian because that's what God wants. He doesn't want you to be like this. No. Ugh. No. And actually, can we talk about that? I know this is a little yeah, off let's go. topic, but you were saying your Bible, babes, you're, you were, you said you don't want drama. You, mm-hmm. you just said it's not about yep. the rules of it all. You said, you know, these things. So what is, I, 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 
I want Christians, or even if you're not a Christian listening to this, I feel like that's what you, these, our listeners could be seeing is that judgmental Christian or like the rules of it all. Like you can't wear that. You can't do this. It's just like, we're all human. Yeah. And by the way, the Bible doesn't say things like that. If you really study it, and I don't mean reading it, I mean, study it. When Jesus came, all of the rules of the Old Testament changed because he was a sacrificial lamb. There were no more sacrifices that had to be done and all that, all the things with the perfect lamb. He was the one. And things were set up very differently. And the Bible says over and over again, God is more concerned with the heart. We will all mess up. We're humans. We just do stuff selfishly sometimes, right? But he never said, follow Christians. He said, follow me. And so when you think about that, okay, what what can we do to be more like Christ, right? We have to learn about his character. How can I become closer to him if I don't even know who he is, right? That is what it's all about, okay? And then once we kind of understand him more, he starts to work on us. And then we do start to change our choices, which changes our life. And that's great. But I I mean, the, mo- the people that have been the most hateful to me, I have to be honest. And by the way, it's not them. It's their emotions and their thoughts and things that maybe aren't right you know, in their head with stuff or maybe past hurts and all, you know, I'm not mad at all. It's just, it has been Christians. And I've been told I shouldn't wear makeup before. And I'm like, open my dead body. You know, I've told, I've been told my nails are long. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? Jesus, it doesn't. And the people that are focusing on those things aren't focusing on that big picture. And so um, I guess my answer to that is we've got to seek him. And ask, even ask him to reveal himself to us as we look in his word, maybe as we do Bible studies. And we have to get rid of some of the stuff from our past because how we were raised has a lot to do with how we think now, even if like you're at odds with how your mom raised you or or your thoughts. But um, a lot of people think, well, that's not a very good Christian. (sighs) If anyone ever says that, I'm like, when's the last time it said that in the Bible? You need to be a good Christian. No, it doesn't. We're all in our own walk. And we need to have that relationship with him. And he's going to convict us all different ways. There is a scripture, I don't know what it is, but it's about how we're convicted differently. Like someone is convicted that tattoos are wrong. I have no problem with tattoos. Are you kidding me? Like I, I have one, my sister, I'm working on my Lee tattoo. I have an El Shaddai one. I will be getting at the same time, you know, Lee tattoo. And it's like, why would that be bad? Right? Well, you have to ask your heart. If you think that's bad, you need to research why you think that's bad. Like dig deep, right? And it's other things like, why would you wear leggings? You know, that shows too much. I'm like, because they're my workout clothes, you know? And you have to always think of the source when people say certain things. And the only source that we need to be considered, like, be concerned with is this one. And just ask God to reveal what it is he wants to you. That's it when you're reading this. And I think that's hard for some of us that get tripped up with the rules of it all. And, oh, you have to do this five times or oh, if you go here. No, no, no. The, the, the Bible, the New Testament says nothing about that. Yes. And that's what I love listening to following you on Instagram and listening to your stories and your podcasts and Bible babes, because you never get that vibe. You never have that feeling of like, I feel judged here. I'm, I don't belong here. I guess that's a really good way to put that. Like you feel like you don't belong because you're following other Christians possibly. Maybe you're not. I just know for me how I have felt. I'm like, what? It's not even like, I feel like they're judging me per se, but there's just throwing judgment out. And I just get an icky feeling because I, my heart posture isn't like that. I'm like, why do we care? I don't want, I want to bring people to Jesus. Let's not push them away because they wear leggings or makeup or whatever. Let them do. So silly. Well, and and so here's the big picture, Mindy. Think of it like this. 
think about what we do even in our business, right? It's like we want to attract people to us so that they like and they trust us and we can maybe find out more about them and figure out, is this something you want to do? If so, I've got some resources for you. I've got something that might help. It's worked for me. When I think about the world and people who are not Christians, why would you want to be unattractive? And I don't mean pretty. Why would you be so unattractive? Why would you want to be so unattractive that people would not even consider Christianity? I want to be attractive, of course, with my own morals, as far as I consider Jesus, but I want to be attractive to others. And I don't mean, like I said, pretty and skinny. I don't mean all that. I mean, I want them to be like something about her. And by the way, it's not me. It's the light inside me. But like, why would we do things to push people away? I have one of the best stories ever. I love the story so much because God, Michelle Myers, if you don't follow her, she, she works his way. She's fabulous. But she was always like, I mean, do you know how like when someone says something to you and then later on you think, oh, I should have said this back to them, right? I'm like, oh yeah. Like, I'm like replaying the whole thing in my head. She goes, well, I'm the girl that knows exactly what to say at that moment. She's brilliant. She goes, and I just choose not to. And I'm like, oh, because I replay it in my head. And so I, I shared this story with her. And I'm like, look, I'm, I'm Michelle Myers. A lady wrote to me, I am so offended that you're using Jesus to get people into your fitness business. And I, and, and it's like, you think, oh, I'm you know, oh, these people. I was just like, should I respond? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to choose to respond this time because I wanted to be truthful to her but in love. I wrote her back and I said, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. You have it backwards. I'm using fitness to talk to people about Jesus and just like dot, 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 and like kind of let her have it. And it wasn't rude. wasn't hate, hateful. And then she wrote me back this long thing. Oh, and, and, and of course kind of became a little bit of a relationship there. But why in the world would anyone think that? Because we judge others based on our thoughts about why someone would do that, not the person that's doing it. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, because it says so much more about the person judging and what's going on in their heart. Because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks as to actually what that person is doing that they're pointing their finger at. Oh, that was to me, great. That's freedom. To me, that's freedom. That was, like, God, oh, yeah. Show me what to do, you know? I know. It takes the pressure off. Yeah, because you no, I need to please him. I need to please him and make sure my kids are okay. That's all I got to do. Pretty simple. Like, bring it back to the basics, baby. That's what no, no, Your comment back though was so perfect because I think that is such a good. It's a great takeaway for this interview because we can do that for so many things in our lives. Whatever yeah. we're doing in our lives, we can use that as a way to meet people and then introduce them to. Sure. The Bible, Jesus, whatever well, your faith. Well, I've never, I, I, and I don't know how you coach, but I've never really been a partner or coach with anyone that some female that does. That's not where that's where we end up. Because why do they keep overeating at night? You know what I mean? Why are they I'm having two glasses every night? What's going on? Like you're trying to fill something. You're not hungry. You're not thirsty. Like what's going on? And then if they're willing, I talk to them. I never pressure them, by the way, because that's not how it works. But uh, if they're like, I don't even know. Okay, I'm thinking about this. Okay, all right. So let's let's go into this. And then that's just such a fun, cool thing that I'm like, okay, there's purpose in this. This business has way more purpose than just getting healthier. Way more purpose. A hundred percent. And you know, even when I go to dinner with my husband Joey, it's like we start talking about the kids or whatever, and then we yeah. usually end up getting to the point of talking about something about faith or God or you know, something that happened in our day to day that that was a God thing. You know, it just when you have that in your heart, and you're surrounding yourself with the right people, 
that also, you know, or that the conversation could go there. It just, oh, it's so beautiful that that just ends up coming up in conversation naturally. Yeah. So um, the other thing is I just did a two-part episode on friendships because everyone was like, dude, there's some friendships. I, I don't know where to find, you know, I'm a new Christian. I don't know. So when you were talking about Bible babes and hope and struggle, and I'm just like, that's a great resource on where to meet new friends mm-hmm. that have that are non-judgmental, non-toxic, yeah, like like-minded mentality. Yeah, like-minded. If you click with everything Mindy's saying and her sense of humor, that's where you belong. <laughs> it would be a great spot, though, because it is hard for people to find friends when you are a new Christian. And it doesn't mean that I'm not saying, okay, you're a Christian, delete and block. Yeah, get all, get rid of all your your old hoochie friends. This is a great resource though, for you to join and to follow Mindy and just become a part of it because there are like-minded people and it's going to help you grow there. If you need somebody to talk to, you can share in there. It's just amazing. I love that community, but okay. One more question. Well, maybe a couple more, who knows? I have ADHD. So a question, are we taking a picture? Yes. Okay. Okay. We, we look, we look very posh for me, like very posh. Oh, okay. Like this. Okay, good. Posh. Okay. okay. Back at it. <laughs> so, okay. So through all these, okay. We just went through this whole episode and you shared so many things that you have gone through that some people may be relating and other people will be like, oh my gosh, how is she still right. standing? Right. But she told you it's her faith. Mm-hmm. But I just am wondering throughout all of these events in the last, I don't know how many years that you've gone through this, um, what, how have you grown, especially after Lee, after Lee yeah. has passed? What, how have you grown? What has been a blessing? I know people are going to think I'm crazy. I hope you don't think I'm crazy. What no, has been the blessing or the growth after that? No, there's a lot of beautiful, wonderful things about it. And like, it's interesting because you know, when you were saying about your children and like after the fire, what they said, the things my children said and the things I even thought, I'm like, that can't come from my human side. Let me tell you what Garrett said. Do you know the story of Job at all, Job? No, a little bit. Okay, well, I'll, I'll paraphrase. Job was this like successful man that had this loving family. And, and it's very odd. It's in the Old Testament. But um, the evil one basically came to God and said, um, I bet I can get Job to turn from you. And, and God's like, never. He'll never turn from me. And uh, God said, okay, you can have, you can do anything you want to him, but kill him. Like, I'm sure there's a bigger picture to this whole story than just being mean to Job, but uh, I'm actually in that right now in the Bible recap, which is, by the way, a great resource I'd love to share with you guys. But we're in Job right now, and Job basically gets everything taken from him. His family dies, and he gets his wealth taken away in his land, and he gets like sores on his body. Every horrible, horrible thing could ever happen to him, except he's not dead. And the devil keeps trying to get him at when he's at his lowest to denounce God, and of course he never does. And the, the good part of the story is God redeems everything. Like he redeems his whole life and his health and his family just redeems everything. Right. And so the Friday night that we went into, I'm sorry, the Sunday night we went into ICU with Lee, they were saying, I mean, I had, we had the, the oncologist there, the ICU doctor, we had whoever was the head of the hospital, UT Southwestern medical there. And like, and I'm looking at people, I'm like, why is this causing? Cause I'm thinking he's going to come out of it. Right. Cause he's, been great ever since. And they're like, we don't think he's going to make it through the night. And I'm like, 
you know, and I'm still in my clothes from church. I'm stanky. Like I, I'm, I'm in the heels. I'm, I'm like, I'm so over these heels. And, but you know, you don't care. And so the boys were down, they were just so ready to go to bed. You know, they were so tired. They'd been there all day. And so I went to tell them cause they wanted to go home. Right. And I'm like, okay, if you go home, you know what might happen. So there was a phone room. I mean, like a literal, remember those phone rooms that had like a phone, mm-hmm. like with a cord, well, they had a phone room. No phone was in there though. They had this little phone room. So I took Andrew in there and I said, Andrew, my oldest, do you understand what's going to happen? And I said, I, I don't know, but it could. He was like, I know, mom, I've said my goodbyes. I love him. I hate you, know, whatever. And so I'm like, okay. So then I get Garrett. He's 11. I sit him on the chair and I'm on my knees and I'm like holding his hands and put my hands on his legs. So buddy, do you understand? And he's bawling, like shaking, bawling, right? And I'm shaking, bawling. Oh my God, please be here. Come, come, send your Holy Spirit, please. And I'm, I had my hand on his legs. Do you understand what might happen, buddy? Do you understand daddy might go ahead and go to heaven tonight? Do you understand that? He was like this. He goes, Mom, stops crying. Do you know about Job? And I'm looking at him and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, buddy. He goes, don't you think this is like a Job thing? And I'm like, I want you pass out. I'm like, see, this is why I believe we've got to give our kids hope and we've got to tell them these stories of the Bible because they're left for us for a reason. An 11-year-old is telling me about Job as his father is passing away down the hall. I cannot. I know, but that, oh, glory oh. to God. Oh, glory to God, that's a good thing. And so I'm like, yeah, buddy, I know about Job. Because I think it's maybe a Job thing. And I'm like, okay, I think you might be right. Like, And then I'm like, are you... Are you okay to go home? Because yeah, I gotta go home. And of course, it was a few days later. But are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, that is so, incredible. And it's almost like I don't know. I feel like God makes our children say certain things to us, or give gives them the idea to say these things to us yeah. for our healing, almost. But don't also, his under yes, I do agree with you 100. percent But I also want to add this to it. How does a little boy like that understand better than most adults? Because the Bible clearly says to have faith, you need that, the faith of a child to where it's simple and just bad. Well, not like, well, but what about this bad in the world or what this bad in the world? Yeah, there's always going to be bad in the world. He was preaching to me that night because he understood it almost better than I did at that moment. And I was like, wow. So to answer that question, I'm sorry, that was kind of long, but um, it was an important story in my opinion, but I've grown so much. Um, I've calmed a lot. I don't want to be calm. I mean, I think that's half the fun, you know, is the, ha. but when I say calm, not out of control, but like I'm much more kind of, I believe that I listen to God probably a little bit better now instead of doing my to-do list of reading my Bible, okay, getting my Bible. Can I got to go work out? Now I got to go answer these emails and I have to do a video, whatever. And it's much more, um, God, your will be done. I'm here. I feel like I've matured that way. I feel like I talk much less, may not seem like it today, but I talk much less than I ever have. And I think I listen way more. And I know, I like, I want to have fun again. I do and have crazy fun, but God has me here in this season. I know for a reason. So it's allowed me, I feel like, like a deeper, more mature relationship with him. And honestly, as an adult, I want what he wants most of all. And I want the most important things to happen. And I feel like that's been a byproduct I've always wanted, not in the manner I got it, but uh, a byproduct I've always wanted. Yeah. That's amazing. Seriously, 
goosebumps this entire interview. For real, this was so good. So many people are going to learn from you, be inspired by you. They're going to have hope. I think that's like my main thing that you will give people, at least that listen to this. Obviously, you have so much to give, Mindy, but like there's just hope, you guys. It's not it's not the end of the world, even though it feel it can feel that way. There is hope and the hope is in Jesus. Like turn to God. No, seriously. And just like I said, go seek him. Even if you're like not sure what you believe, seek him. And if there if you're in if you feel anti, uh, my loving encouragement to you is why do you think you feel anti? Do you feel that you've been wrong? Do you feel whatever? And I mean, I could eat I could think that. I mean, a lot of us could, we've been wrong. You know, like when your house burned or when, you know, some of my friends lost people, but I don't believe that because every story in the Bible, by the way, is an underdog story. It's a story of something terrible happened to these people, but there was a bigger, better thing through it all. And it's like, I would much rather that happen and have a close relationship with him and, 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 you know, my children grow and see that. Cause I feel like that's what really matters nothing that's going to, you know, burn and it's going to fly away after we die. None of that matters. It's the stuff we take with us. And that's that kind of thing. Yeah, I completely agree. And you have done such a great job turning your pain into purpose. And you literally like help people every single day. How do you feel that you t- turned your pain into purpose? Like, I know that you had started Bible Babes after. Do you think that's the community is what you're doing to turn that pain into purpose? Well, I don't know because I wish I had like a a lovely posting calendar of telling people about my pain, you know, but it doesn't work that way. You know, I tried to kind of like make it a little bit more business just to work that way. First of all, it's just him. It's just him through me. It's not me. I mean, everything good and perfect comes from him. And I think that stuff is, is obviously from him, but Second Corinthians three through five, which is the hope and struggle scripture. It basically says um, we are to love on others and help them through their struggles in the same way God helped us and loved on us through that same struggle. So if I keep this to myself, it's so much more painful. If I keep this to myself, it doesn't help anyone. If I keep this to myself, how can, you know, God's light shine through it? Cause it's painful and sad and, and like, ugh. like if it's just about what happened, then I have been so wronged. I didn't deserve it, you know, but it's not about deserve. Nothing in the Bible says you deserve. You know what I mean? It's all from the goodness of God. And it's like, how can I flip it? And I think that uh, I do that just, I guess, sharing things and not everybody likes it. And what's funny, what, this is interesting. Many people always go, you're so real. And like my question back is, I don't get that. Do, are, do, do you say to other people, you're so fake? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I don't know how to, I mean, my lashes aren't real, obviously. My nails aren't real, obviously. This is not my hair color. But I mean, like in general, how do you fake the real stuff? Because you can always tell. Mm-hmm. And guess who knows most of all? Him. And he already knows what I'm doing. He knows my heart, knows my thoughts. And it's like, why am I faking it from these people? It's lame. Faking it's lame. Yeah, what's, what's the point? Because God knows your heart. So he already knows. So what are we right. doing here? Like you're trying to it's, fool people. Yeah, people but, aren't that stupid. They're not that stupid. No. And I agree with, I agree with whoever says that too. I think I've probably said this to you too. You are very genuine, authentic. And I think that it's your heart because you do love on people and you're not judging anybody. You're just like, wherever you are, that's fine. You know what I mean? You're not, I don't know. You just make people feel very 
you have a way about you to make yourself feel very authentic. You present yourself as who you are and you don't have that judge. You're not casting judgment to other people. So no people way. feel safe with no you. Because of Jesus. Jesus. That's what we say in Texas. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I love that. Okay. So if people want to follow you, because you do have so many excellent resources that are going to help so many people, um, where can they find you? Like, first of all, your Instagram, your website, the podcast, all the things. Tell everybody. If you go to MindyLawhorn.com, everything's there. But I'm on Instagram. It's always my name. On Facebook, it's my name. Um, And I I duplicate some stuff between Instagram and Facebook. I don't really care. Because some people like one or the other. But um, you can always DM me my email. You can email me. It's on there. And... Yeah, that's the best place because at MindyLawhorn.com, there's help and struggle and there's, you know, all the fitness story and my my other basic story in addition to Bible babes. And um, and there's a lot of free resources with hope and struggle. So maybe just, you know, if you ever want to go look and even if you're not sure what you believe, I want to lovingly say this. Just seek. Just go try to figure it out and do it. I would think with a Bible study and actual the Bible book. Not so much online because, you know, a lot of online stuff is tricky and, you know, people like kind of want to trip us up or, you know, not people, but the the evil one. But I would find a good Bible and like a legit one that you can hold in your hand. And and by the way, this is called paper and you can read the words on the paper. (laughs) That's what I say to my son. This is paper. You can read the words on the paper. You don't have to look at your phone. Um, But there's something about a pen and a paper. And you and I know that as far as business goes and just thought processes and all that stuff. There's something about that, and but I do want to share one resource, and this is, I mean, I have so many, but if, I'm sorry, my son's coming in at the time of day. If there's one Bible study I could share with you that really was remarkable, remarkable for me, and by the way, it, this is probably my third one. It's all beat up and tattered, but it's called Becoming a Woman of Freedom. It's by a lady by the name of Cynthia Heald. I looked her up once and I'm like, oh, I had her pegged totally looking differently, right? Like she was one of my girlfriends. She's a, a, a good amount more mature than us in years. But this book God used to take me out of my like people-pleasing, approval junkie kind of ways. And he made it very clear where those come from and why I was doing that. And it was all about me and all about how I wanted for people to think I was good and okay and that he already does. And he's the most powerful and everything, you know, is through him. But becoming a woman of freedom, so practical, so good, because all of us get tripped up a little bit with the stuff in that Bible study. But I would just get a Bible and like go to Amazon and get that and just start hashing it out. Maybe it's in the morning or night, but that has probably been my most favorite one and the one that uh, changed things for me so much. And I want to lovingly encourage you, maybe start there. That's a great, I never heard of that. So I'm definitely going to look into that. And then also you mentioned the Bible recap. Yeah. Oh, I love the Bible recap. Yeah. Um, in the uh, in, in the morning, real fast, I'll just talk to you that real quick. Uh, I listened to two things. One is called The Morning Mindset. It is by this kind of soft-spoken pastor named Carrie Green. It's, there's six minutes. I love him. And I want to meet yeah. him. I want to meet him. I'm just like, I just want to hug him. I don't know what he looks like, but I imagine kind of being a small man. I just want to hug him. Um, but Carrie Green, it's just a way to get God's word in your head. And he's so good at ex- kind of describing in practical terms what's happening in that scripture and like the basis of it. Right. And then the other thing is Tara Lee Cobble does the podcast on this thing called the Bible Recap, which the BibleRecap.com, you can find the resources of reading through the Bible in one year. But here's what's different about it. You go and read the section that they have for you for that day or whatever. 
Then you listen to the podcast. She explains what's going on in very practical, real, nowadays, almost kind of funny terms to where you're like, oh, because you guys, the way it was back then, we just don't understand that because of culture. We don't understand, like, this is what you did because that's what, they, you know, they would think we were weird. I don't know. I was trying to relate it to something. I was talking to someone the other day about, I don't know, something we do that we just is so natural because it's what we do in our culture. You know, it's neither right or wrong. Well, got to understand kind of what was going on back then. So she explains that, but it makes not only the understanding of what you've read so much more like palatable, like we can understand it. Um, It helps you get through the Bible and it doesn't matter if you don't get through it through a whole year, you still read more than you would have without it. And it's free. And it's free. And it's like, that's what I use. So when you said, do you know the story of Job? I'm like, I feel like I, I missed my morning. I'll admit that. But I was like, that's not what we're doing in the Bible recap right now. So it really does help. But like Mindy said, you still can read the paper. I like to have my Bible there. I'm not just on my phone. It just, it's a different thing when you have a Bible. So I do recommend, I agree with that. I, I like to have my Bible in hand, read that, then do the podcast part. Yeah. But the Version Bible app is the one that has it. So, okay, we, we will done. We're, we're done telling you all the things that we love. But anyways, <laughs> Mindy, <laughs> thank you so much. This was just so wonderful. You are just one of my favorite people ever. You already know that. You shared so many things that are going to help so many people. And for if you want to follow Mindy, I will actually have all of the things that she told you if you are driving and didn't get to write that down. I'll actually put that in the show notes. So you can follow her, but it's Mindy Lawhorn on Instagram would be like the best social media, right? Yes. Easy. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, friend. Thank you. I enjoyed this so much. Hope that wasn't too much. (laughs) It was great.